Welcome to the June 2023 edition of the Fraser Valley Presale Pulse, bringing you the latest real estate intelligence in the Valley's presale and resale marketplace. Over the past 30 days, I'm your host, Ryan Lalonde. And I'm Brittany Reimer. And Ryan, we're entering into a strange and really exciting time in the Fraser Valley market. Um, there's a lot of movement in the resale market and strong, persistent activity in the pre-sale programs that we're actively watching really, really closely. Now, at the same time, buyers and sellers are still taking stock of where we are within the recent inflation and employment um, numbers, again, rattling nerves and sending some jitters into the marketplace. And if Britt is starting to talk like this, you need to pay. I'm, I'm getting the jitters right now, thinking about it. Uh, so Britt, let's give a brief update on some of the key projects that have launched recently in the Valley. Absolutely. Now, it has been actually relatively quiet in terms of uh, pre-sale launches. It does seem developers are still in the process of pivoting and in response to the uptick uh, in the market. Now, projects that have launched, however, have achieved robust absorptions in rather short timeframes. Following up on last month's mention of Sequoia, now we've heard and we promised a report back that they've done a total of 150 deals to date or about 39% of the product since May Britt, what do you think about those? Yeah, numbers? I mean, very, very impressive. Um, the market, considering that they have an average size of 690 square feet, which is actually quite a bit larger than most of the Surrey product in market. Um, with their blend approximately $1,100 a square foot, um, there is that like that is some very high-end pricing for the for this Surrey City Core. Yeah, is that net-net or net? We don't say? know. It's always hard to know. To it's be hard. determined. but Plus or minus 20 bucks. Right. On the wood frame side, Fleetwood Village released building four in April, building five in May, and they have since absorbed about 52% of all of the inventory through that period. We saw building three launch in June of last year, selling out 98 units within 10 months on the market. The new phase is blending, it seems around 825 to 835 per square foot. Yeah. Um, now let's dive into our uh, another pre-sale project um, that we're featuring today, um, starting with King and Crescent by Zentera. They've just released their newest building, Willow, only a few days ago, uh, bringing 69 units to the South Surrey area. Much needed inventory in this market. Yeah, our viewers can recall that the development has released three buildings previously, with the most recent coming to the market in January of 2022. That's just a little bit more than a year ago. That phase saw some significant interest back in a very heated market, selling out approximately 70% of all units at around 890 per square foot. Yeah, and a notable aspect of that response, Rye, is that we've heard over 60% of their buyers were made up of local investors, some of which uh, that were buying for their children, a trend that we've continued to see over the last uh, 12 months. Right, I think risk there is all about what do they have down. Now, we've seen at other projects, the return of investors as of late as well, we will be watching to see if this is a similar level of demand from this pool of the newest phases. Great, now let's talk a little bit about pricing in this project. So prices starting in the 500s uh, with 10% deposit. Now, South Surrey is absolutely attractive area for buyers right now, a very premium feel and will continue to be connected to natural amenities in the area. Uh, King and Crescent specifically is located in a newer residential area uh, within the heart of South Surrey. I think one of the opportunities that's really fueling the market is just affordability under $900 per square foot. Absolutely. Hard to find that inventory. Now, their full pricing hasn't been released yet, but a good comparable project is South Haven, which is also launched recently in March, nearby with a similar offering. Project blending around 860 per square foot. I think we can expect King and Crescent to be competitive with this price point. Absolutely. I wouldn't be surprised given where we're at in the market and given where we've seen even some of those Langley Woodframe trends going that we're closer to $900 uh, on this offering. I think we have to talk a little bit about our good friends at Watson as well. Sylvia, phase three, uh, collection of 100 Woodframe units in the heart of Newton in Surrey. What's going on there? Yeah, the project began their previews in late May and began writing on uh, the 27th. Um, prices starting at approximately 400K for junior one beds, approximately 500, low 500s for their one bedrooms. I mean, really, you can't get inventory with that type of price ranges anywhere in the lower mainland. So no surprise, 
I suspect they had success. Yeah, under our current market conditions, average pricing of homes that are transacting in that market has been steadily trending down as well, which is a huge positive. Yeah, and in order to qualify for buyer's mortgages now, um, they're going to have to be opting into uh, a purchase smaller, uh, more efficient plans. Uh, We also saw the return of the first-time buyers in recent months. Uh, Programs like Silva really benefited from this kind of climate and these kinds of uh, buyer pool. Yeah, the team at Watson's done a fantastic job there. Now, for context, now phase two of this program launched in June of last year, blended approximately $860 for price per square foot. You know, we saw that price come down over the last 12 months, and it's really great to see that they're right back where they were at the peak of the market 12 months ago. I I, I mean, I think just highlights the difference between how pricing has moved in the resale market versus the pre-sale market over the past 12 months. Absolutely. And on that note, let's take a closer look at what's happening on the resale side. Love it. Let's jump into it. Okay. Lots going on. The, the data is great. We're loving these numbers. Our viewers know that there's been uh, a chipper tone, I would say. Chipper? Is that the right word? Ch- chipper? 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 Positive? That's a good thing, I think. And maybe a stark contrast from some of the gloom of last year. And I think that that's what we're really talking about today. Yeah. I mean, we've seen three months of increased activity in the Valley, which while not out of the ordinary for this context of a spring market is really surprising given interest rates still are today. While it's true that rates have been steady with the pauses and the recent BOC meetings, they still remain at historic highs and pose a real challenge for qualifying for, for buyers in the market, BOC being, of course, the Bank of Canada. No, it's hard to kind of understand, right? Everyone remembers old rates and old affordability levels, and yet the market is very clear that at today's values, there's demand. So it was even more surprising than I think that the momentum continued into the last month when in a typical years, the spring activity cools a little from April to May. Now let's talk some data, right? Uh, last month, we saw over 1,700 sales, a 10.1% increase over the previous month, and a 25% jump over the previous year. The fact is buyers are adjusting to the new reality of high interest rates faster than we could have ever expected. I mean, the most notable development from last month was one on the supply side through where we saw a large influx of new listings. The 3,500 listings last month was 2.7% above, I was going to say higher, above the 10-year average for this time of year. Now, 2.7% might not sound like a lot, but it's significant considering the major supply challenges that we've been faced with over the last few months. What it really means is that over the last three months, a significant number of home buyers have continued to put their market, uh, put their homes back into the marketplace. Now, the resale market had been deadlocked in some sense for some time with sellers looking for more price appreciation before listing. But buyers now looking to catch the bottom of the market, that's beginning to unwind a little. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Now, there is still a lot of room to go, I, I feel though. Uh, Last month's overall sales to listing ratio came in at 35%. That's still a very tight seller's market. Now, average days on the market has also dropped um, from over a month, uh, a month over a month in January to to just nine days in May, nine days. And that's a a very strong DOM. Now, if you read between the lines here, Britt, I think there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of pent up demand in the market right now that's just beginning to release. I mean, if we were to rate the environment that we're in right now, today's market might look a lot like the red hot market that we saw in early 2021 and into 2022. Speaking to some of our um, trusted agent friends on the ground, it feels though that things still really are on a week to week basis, right? New inventory comes up, you see multiple offers. Next week, that same listing could be completely cooled off. So really still a mixed bag of um, of thoughts in the marketplace as to where things are heading. Britt, I, I actually think that that's 
probably a conclusion to another episode of the Fraser Valley Presale Pulse. I don't think we missed anything. I don't think so either. Uh, now, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and Newswire, our daily email newsletter, providing you with the latest real estate news breaking the industry. We want to make sure that you stay informed and real estate intelligent. Thank you so much for joining us for another exciting edition of the Fraser Valley Presale Pulse. We'll see you next month.